precluded to avail of the judicial claim if it will not file uh, within the two-year prescriptive period. And the reckoning date is from the date of payment as a general rule, and we made a qualification with the expense especially. Don't forget the distinction between withholding tax and final withholding tax as to the reckoning date. Now, for Section 112, we said that the two-year period, period applies only to administrative claim. Administrative claim. Even if the subsequent judicial claim will be beyond the two-year prescriptive period, the judicial claim is still timely filed. And the reckoning date shall be from the close of the taxable quarter. Right? From the close of the taxable quarter. Sa bar, sa bar exam question, pag hindi na quarterize yung sale niya, annual. December 31. That's what, that would be your uh, reckoning date. Next. Uh, in 204C, there is no period provided for the BIR or the CIR to resolve no prescribed period. What is, well, no period. But if the CIR will not act with a, will not act on the, the general tax refund and the two-year period is about to lapse, judicial claim the bad. In 112, under the train law, the CIR's period to resolve is 90 days from the submission of receipts and invoices. Next, in 204C and 229, appeal may be taken. Uh, appeal shall be taken with the Court of Tax Appeals within two years from the date of payment. And as we have said, uh, it is a requirement that administrative claims should be filed first before the judicial claim. And dito naman, appeal to the CTA shall be made within 30 days from receipt of the denial if denial has been made within the 90-day period. Pero pag, paano pag walang decision within the 90-day period? This is, no, uh, this is not a case of the denial that was already repealed. But as I've said again, I want to reiterate from my mind, pwedeng mag- mag-file with the Court of Tax Appeals within 30 days from the lapse of the 90-day period. And that's it for 204C and 112. If you have questions, clarifications on this, please send it to us so that we can discuss later. Uh, now, isama na rin natin si 228. Si 228 kasi. 228. These are the three provisions which are normally interchanged by uh, students and even examinees. 112, 204C, and 229. Yung 228 covers the remedy of administrative protest against a deficiency tax assessment issued by the BIR. So when we are, when the issue is a claim for refund, etong dalawa. 112, 204C, and 229. But if the re issue uh, is Deficiency tax assessment and there is a protest, 228 shall govern. Pagtapos, another correlative issue, 
Pag-refund, you have to identify what kind of the tax sought to be refunded. Input, uh, uh, unutilized input VAT or recovery ta of tax uh, erroneously or illegally collected or general tax refund. Then you apply the rules as we have discussed. Uh, Two-minute break, please. Okay, let us continue. Before we discuss Section 228, uh, let us first uh, answer the query of one of your uh, of our reviewees involving the discussion yesterday regarding the uh, prizes, awards, and rewards received by our Olympic heroes. Right? Uh, section 37, I said Section 32, B70 of the tax code expressly provides that awards and prize, uh, awards, prizes received by our nas uh, national athletes, right, in, in national or local sports competition sanctioned by the National Sports Association shall uh, be uh, exempt from VAT, as exempt from income tax being an item of inclusion or exclusion under Section 32B. Uh, the BIR made a, an announcement, a statement that uh, prices or rewards given by private entities shall be uh, sub, uh, subject to income tax unless there is a payment of the donor's tax on the, 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 the prices and rewards given by private entities. It, it's, it appears that the BIR is saying that these prices and rewards are treated as donation subject to the 6% donor's tax in excess of the 250,000 pesos. And if that is that the donor's tax therein has been paid, the these rewards received by our Olympic heroes uh, shall not be exempt. Uh, shall be exempt from income tax, not pursuant to 32B70, but pursuant to 32B3. Yung B3 naman yung uh, any uh, those uh, income received or flow of wealth received, which were already subjected to other taxes, specifically donors' tax for these prices and rewards. So that's the basis of exclusion now in relation to that uh, we have RA 10699 right which provides for incentives and tax benefits of national of uh, national uh, athletes and and coaches this however does not provide for the tax exemption from income tax and even donors tax of uh, these prices and rewards received by uh, uh, our Olympic heroes. Now, uh, in, really, in, in addition to that, we also have RA7549, RA7549, which expressly provides that uh, the awards and prizes given to these uh, athletes shall not be subject to donor stocks. They are exempt. But take note that there was no 
Uh, there's no corresponding provision under RA 10699. This is the newest legislation providing for incentive and benefits of our, of our uh, athletes and coaches. Now, the question now here is, is RA 7549, which grants exemption as, as not only on the income tax on these prices and rewards, but also to the donor stocks therein, shall, is still a good law. Right? Was it revoked? Right. Note also that this is a 1992 legislation. This was enacted in 1992. Tapos, in 1997, we have the tax code, right? RA 8424. And the provision, the statement in RA 92, in RA 7549, yung 1992 law, was copied in the tax code, 1997 tax code. Pero hindi sinama yung, yung donor's tax exemption. Right? Donor's tax exemption. Now, the question now here is, uh, was the, was uh, 7549 repealed by the tax code? Right? That's the issue. And offhand, I made mention last, uh, last, uh, last uh, yesterday that I am of the position that uh, there is a need to pay the donor's tax. Right? Then, uh, upon checking, right, I, upon, upon, upon research, I found out that there is a jurisprudence on it. Not, not necessarily jurisprudence, but there's a decision issued by the court by uh, the court of tax appeals. It did not reach the Supreme Court. This is the case of uh, Rogelio Antonio versus Commissioner of Internal Revenue. Uh, Rogelio Antonio, yung, some of you might know hmm, Rogelio Antonio. Chess player to, and there was a a tournament where he merged as the champion. And this tournament, chess tournament, was sanctioned by the Philippine Chess Federation. The Philippine Chess Federation, however, is not sanctioned by the Philippine Olympic Committee, right? Uh, and under RA. Uh, 7549, it expressly states therein that the National Association being referred to therein pertains to association duly accredited by the Philippine Olympic Committee. Eh, yung Philippine Chess Federation, hindi yan uh, sanctioned by, or duly, uh, uh, duly accredited by the Philippine Olympic Committee. Accordingly, yung price ni Antonio was subjected to uh, the 20% final withholding tax. Antonio then, uh, did not receive tampo it's either buo hindi wag na lang and he was constrained to to request for a tax ruling from the BIR and the BIR consistently several rulings uh, uh, is of the position at that time that uh, RA9549 uh, I7549 requires that the National Association must be duly accredited by Philippine Olympic Committee. Accordingly, since China, uh, uh, Philippine Chess Federation is not sanctioned by the POC, then that uh, the the price shall be subject to the 20% the final withholding tax. Then thereafter, the case has been filed with the Court of Tax Appeals. This time, ang sinasabi na ni, ni, uh, ni uh, Antonio is the tax code. The tax code repealed 7549 such that uh, tax code express it does not provide under the tax code that uh, there is a requirement 
for a duly uh, due accreditation by the Philippine Olympic Committee. Ang sinasabi lang sa tax code, any prize and awards given to uh, athletes in sports competition sanctioned by the National Sports Association. That's it. Therefore, he shall be entitled to the tax exemption. Now, the issue is, uh, does the tax code revoke 7549, RA 7549? Does the, the Court of Tax Appeals applied the principle uh, that a special law, a special enabling law, shall not be revoked by a general uh, law if it does not expressly provides for the revocation. And thus, the court said that the provisions, uh, the requirement under 7549 shall still be applied, notwithstanding the fact of the enactment of uh, the tax code. So in effect, the tax court is saying that 7549 is still a good law. As in fact, even the CBIR it has uh, used RA 7549 as its, as its basis in several rulings. Now, ngayon, uh, wala pa si, I think the, the, the pronouncement uh, made by the BIR is not in in ABIR ruling. Okay? Right? Parang ano lang yata yun, it's, uh, it's a sort of, uh, of, uh, of a press release. Yan when asked about uh, the issue involving the imposition of taxes on these uh, prices and rewards. Now, the good point here now is, uh, those are the, the possible legal basis. 7549, does it, was it repealed? We apply also the principle on construction that a general, a special enabling law is not revoked by a general law. The tax code is the general law on this matter, and this uh, 7549 is the uh, is the special law, a special enabling law involving the donor's tax or income tax exemption on these prices and rewards. So if you will apply now, dun sa pronouncement ni CIR, ni BIR, regarding this, uh, this issue, it would appear then that even the, the prices and rewards given by private entities are exempt from donor's tax. So we uh, use 7549 as a, as, as a provision on the exemption, on the donation, and use also 32B, uh, 32B70 as the basis in saying that this sports competition and award shall be exempt from income tax being an item of exclusion under Section 32B of the tax code. So, two possible issues, huh? yung, yung donor's tax, yung income tax, and the possible issue again, possible uh, question, pertains to the benefits under RA 10699, yung 20% discounts to be granted by establishments to our national athletes and national uh, coaches. What would be the tax treatment? Yung si RA 7549, ito pa yung isang issue dyan, RA 7549 expressly states that they are allowed as as a deduction, yung, yung prices and awards shall be allowed as a deduction from gross income. Tapos, after that, yung RA 9064, uh, which was amended by RA 10699, yung incentives din ng ating mga national coaches and, and uh, national athletes, are, yung old law, RA 9064, the 20% uh, stab, uh, discount given by establishments was treated as a tax credit. Pero as I've said, binalik nila doon sa 10699 as 
a tax deduction similar to a, the 20% discounts granted to senior citizens and persons with disabilities. Yeah. I think uh, that uh, made it clear. Uh, the case of, uh, of Antonio versus Commissioner of Internal Revenue, that this is uh, dated uh, or promulgated in July 9, 2001. Okay. Uh, what else? I think meron pang isang issue. Ito pa. Uh, clarification on Section 6B. Section 6B of the tax code. Uh, pertains to the power of the CIR to make assessment using the best evidence obtainable rule. Right? Best obtains best evidence obtainable rule, section six B. We've discussed this this uh, during the previous sessions. And under this uh, best evidence obtainable rule, if a person fails to file a required return or other document at the time prescribed by law or willfully or otherwise files a false or fraudulent return or other document, the CIR shall make or amend the return from his own knowledge and from such information as he can obtain through testimony or otherwise. And this provision was applied by the Supreme Court in the case of uh, Hentex Trading Incorporated. What happened in Hentex Trading Incorporated? The BIR issued a deficiency tax assessment and the assessment is based on uh, the information given by a tipster. A tipster guiding the Bureau of Customs. They provided uh, documents pertaining to uh, importation entries. Right? Importation entries made by Hentex. Right? And on the basis of these documents, the BIR de issued deficiency tax assessment. A protest has been filed, and thereafter, a, 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 a petition for review was filed with the Court of Tax Appeals. Now, the court said, but, uh, but, but during the, the, the hearing, uh, during the hearing, for whatever reason, only the photocopies of these consumption entries, importation consumption entries, were presented. Hindi present yung mga original copies. Right, And the court clarified that under the best evidence obtainable rule, it may consist hearsay evidence. Bakit hearsay evidence? Hearsay evidence in the sense that this may consist testimonies or records of other person other than the person under investigation. Provided that this other person are similar circumstances with, with the person under investigation or who has transacted with this uh, taxpayer, which the court said would otherwise inadmissible in the ordinary court proceedings. Being a hearsay. That's why best evidence obtainable rule may include hearsay evidence. However, as I've said, since the, the, the basis of the assessment is merely on mere photocopies, the court said that they have no probative values. Because they are, they are mere scrap of paper. 
And on the basis of that, the court has invalidated the assessment because of the requirement under Section 228 that an assessment must be based on, uh, the uh, assessment must be issued with uh, factual and legal basis. And it cannot be based only in mere assumptions. And since the, 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 the photocopies have no probative value, then the, the same could not be the basis to issue deficiency tax assessment. And I and I think that's uh, that's that's my that's my my answer on that uh, query regarding the best evidence obtainable rule. Another, uh, may I ask, po, are vloggers, YouTubers, subject to tax since they are gaining income in uh, YouTube? Nag-issue CBIR, right? Social media influencers. BIR has issued a regulation reiteration or reminding the public that these social media influencers shall be subject to income tax right uh, the corresponding issue here is the source rules and who 23 also shall apply the requirements for the filing of uh, income tax return we shall also determine now these vloggers they're earning income Right by way of I think yung mga clicks, yung mga advertisements, advertisements. They are earning income. Since they are earning income, they shall be subject to Philippine income tax. Especially if they are uh, resident Filipino citizen or domestic corporations, because they are taxable on on their income derived from sources outside and inside the Philippines. They are subject to income tax. A corresponding issue arises when they are the, these social media influencers are not resident uh, Filipino citizen or not residing in the Philippines. What if they are non-resident alien? We need to determine whether these are income derived from sources within the Philippines. And we apply again the source rules. If this is a sale of service, where does the sale of service rendered? If it's within the Philippines, then the income shall be treated as an income uh, received or income uh, derived from sources within the Philippines. We have a problem with respect to the collection of taxes with respect to non-resident foreign corporations right? and even non-resident aliens. Uh, example natin, see YouTube. What if YouTube does not have any... Uh, agent here in the Philippines. There's no way that we can collect. Right? We can collect. Although there is a requirement to withhold on the part of the purchaser of the services from YouTube. No. There, uh, there's no way of checking it. Ang, in practice, ang naging ano ko lang dyan is yung, yung mga clients natin na politicians because they are required to submit SOSE and they are required to withhold. So there's no option on our part Kailangan namin nag-withhold nung nag, nag, nag uh, we have uh, secured, uh, we have uh, engaged the services of YouTube and even Facebook. So it's an issue again of whether or not uh, the income is an income derived from sources within the Philippines. If it's an income derived from sources within the Philippines, again, they are subject to income tax. They need to register as if they are engaged in trade or business or practice of profession. And we, we, we said that before that 
they should also file an income tax return. But it doesn't follow, it doesn't follow that they are, they, there is an income tax liability. That because of the tax exemption, yung 250000 for individual taxpayers. But as, I, as we have said before, uh, even if it's less than 250,000 pesos, but if the taxpayer is engaged in uh, trade or business or practice or profession, there is no need to, to file an income tax return. And there is a need to register with the BIR. Okay, that's it. Ano pa? Ano Yes. So, so again, in, in answer to your query, may I ask po, are vloggers subject to tax since they are gaining income in YouTube? Yes. Yes. Subject to the rules under Section 23 and Section 42. We have clarified those rules. And that's it. Just uh, keep sending your queries, your questions. And we'll uh, answer them later on. It's already uh, 12, so it's time for our lunch break. We'll resume at 1 p.m.